TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Stories of that game and what happened in the clubhouse is just fantastic. There's no game that can bleep you like this one. <laughs> it's Roycey on baseball. Let's go. It is Roycey on Baseball, Score North Twin Show with Patrick Roycey. I'm Derek Wetmore, and we got Manny Hill here as well. We're in the Twin Cities. Pat's in Fort Myers, and off the mic, Pat, you were just giving us the weather forecast. I think we got to start with that. That's in the 80s all week, and it looks like mostly sun. Now, usually uh, you get a little uh, rain if it gets... Uh... If it gets up in the high 80s, but uh, I don't see any in the forecast. So, Derek, we're very worried about your uh, – <laughs> uh, you, you don't have that foundation, that no. base that you usually come down here That's with, right. So. Well, and the raincoat might not help me this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I will be down there tomorrow as we tape this. But I saw on uh, Twitter, Pat, a photo circulating that you're not having any trouble with your tan. Oh, this my tan's winter. doing well. I, I haven't been at the. I did a little. I did three hours at the beach yesterday okay, and okay. Uh, got got beat up pretty good. But I, I enjoy that. But that's the first time I've really done it. It's it's the the wonders of a convertible. Yeah, that you would sure. tan. That's all it takes. <laughs> that twelve year old Toyota man. That's uh, that'll that'll get you a tan. All you got to do is drive around in that. We got to get you to rent a convertible. Okay. All right. And then I you'll think I'm look in. like. Yeah, they, you know, tell Mackie to come up with, uh, you know, some money and, and rent a convertible so you don't have to walk around looking like a ghost. Though. Manny, I think you were the third party get, in or, our... or get some of that Trump spray tan. How about a little of that? I don't know if I'm in that uh, you, you tax look bracket. Get that, the boy, we could, with that hair of his, Manny, we could see that line right before oh, the spray it looks like could you, yeah. we? It looked like he just had a about, mask on or he'd something. He'd have about yeah. eight inches up there between that red, <laughs> that reddish whatever hair he's got and that. It would uh, be great. That would be fantastic. Amazing. How is this? How sensitive is this guy? That what, are you talking about me or the president? No, the, the president. Oh. He's, he's saying it's a conspiracy <laughs> because somebody's making fun of his tan line on his head. Unbelievable. Oh, Do we have bigger issues than that, uh, Donald? Come on. I, I don't know, Pat. I've I've tried to develop a thick skin over the years. So mm-hmm. I, if you true. make fun of me for the base tan as soon as I show up in Fort Myers, I'll I'll take it like a champ. Uh, not uh, not too many. Of the now uh, UNLV's been in town, but uh, beyond that, I haven't seen uh, Dan Hayes or uh, I haven't seen uh, Phil Miller or and I haven't seen Betsy. So they must all be flying in today, probably. I'm sure tomorrow, t- today man. and tomorrow for report date for the Twins, because Pat, remember, report date used to be a big deal for spring training. You'd get to now talk to half a dozen guys. tell you they're in town. Yeah, you know? send, us a, send us a picture with a geo stamp on it oh, or something. Oh, they got about <laughs> 60. They got about 60 guys over here between minor leaguers and everything working, you know, doing that. Report day doesn't really mean much anymore because it's pitchers and catchers. And what, how, many, uh, how many by uh, Friday, how many non- Pitchers or catchers will be here. Dang, you're all of yeah, them. Just right? all yeah. Of them. Yeah, yeah, just about all of them. Yeah, just about all of them. The question on everybody's mind, Patrick, since you're our advanced scout down there in Fort Myers, Florida. Uh, one, did you see Bruce Dark Gratterall packing his bags? And two, have you I, seen Kenta Maeda yet? Uh, no, we have not seen either of those. As far as I'm concerned, I have not uh, seen uh, either of those. I tried to f- track down my guy Bruce Dar. Actually, Lavelle saw him throwing yesterday morning but uh they wouldn't let him talk to him and then uh uh oh wait saturday morning i believe you saw him throwing okay. 
but they wouldn't let him talk to him, and then uh, they they finally, and during the day, now Lavelle wrote that the Twins were out of it, and technically he's right because they didn't. He was out of the trade with the Red Sox, but they uh, they just got, ended up sending Bruzdar to the Dodgers. I really think with all their maneuvering now, I don't know that much about Jeter Downs. I guess he's a highly rated prospect, right? The yeah. second baseman. Yeah, well thought. Although, of. although they say he's not. They don't know where he's going to play. He might not be a second baseman. But I don't think they did any better, do you, than with this catcher and uh, and Jeter Downs? You're talking the Red Sox. Red Sox with yeah. Gratterall. But, uh, well, here's the here's the mystery. How did the Twins weasel $10 million out of <laughs> yeah. the Dodgers? That's, That's what amazing. I wanted. I was going to say, I don't know your thoughts on it, Manny and, and Pat, but I think that this is uh, – I like the first deal better for the Twins. It's a little bit more complicated and more moving parts, but this one's not too much worse. It's basically the same no. trade, throwing a couple more pieces. Well, Raleigh, uh, Raleigh is uh, you know a decent player, and they they thought enough to put him on a forty man. But as in, as outfield prospects go with this team, he's about eighth or ninth. Yeah. You know, he's I mean they're loaded with outfielders. They uh, you know they Larnick. Uh, Rooker and uh, and uh, who am I missing? The the, the uh, oh Kirloff yeah are all you know way way ahead of him. And then they got some uh, Latin American kids that they signed uh, a couple of years ago that you know the sixteen seventeen year olds who were also highly rated outfielders. So they uh, you know they definitely were. When I heard that they'd given up somebody between ten and uh, twenty. I thought maybe it was uh, Nick Gordon or somebody like that, but uh, they, they they got off easier than that. I mean, Rayleigh, uh, Rayleigh originally came here in the Brian Dozier trade, so he's yeah. going back where he started. Well, you remember the Dozier deal um, towards really the end of Dozier's uh, productivity with the Twins. They got Luke Rayleigh from the Dodgers and also Devin Smelter. And, Smelter. and Logan Forsythe oh, to, don't play second, oh, yeah. to, to play second base for the last two months of the season. What was they, your favorite Logan Forsythe Twins memory? Well, you know, he was in the big leagues last year. He spent all year in the big leagues. Who had him? Somebody had him. He played last year. Yeah, Texas, he did play. I think. I think he was in Texas. Maybe I'm, the Rangers. Maybe I'm wrong, but he uh, he did play most. He wasn't terrible, no. but uh, he wasn't uh, wasn't the future, that's for sure. But, yeah, really, for a team that won 101 games, Coming back, there are a lot of great angles down here, don't you think? This oh, spring? no kidding. My yeah. goodness. I mean, Maeda, they love Maeda, obviously, because they, uh, they didn't give up when uh, they balked on him. I, you know, a lot of people think that uh, uh, they, they, you know, just kind of took him to be a third or fourth starter, but they obviously, the fact that they stayed in the conversation – and uh, did throw a little more in the pot tells you that they really feel. I know. I know that uh, Rocco's excited about him, and uh, so are the Brain Trust because they like those breaking ball pitchers. Man, change up slider. Uh, and and I don't know if if you've seen him on. You know, once in a while you run across a Dodger game late at night, yeah. uh, an MLB Network or someplace, and uh, when he's good, he he kind of cruises. He doesn't go beyond six, but he cruises. So yeah, you think? Good. So you think, Pat, that they're that they're thinking that they can get even more? I mean, because he's what thirty-one years old. Are they yeah. thinking they can get even more out of him now? At this yeah, point? they do because the uh, Dodgers <laughs> kept shutting him down, so they didn't have to pay him that big bonus money. Believe it or not, <laughs> a operate because the first year he made eight something, right? He he, he got like six million, I think, over nine maybe. So he's just he, to he got, 
he's the guy who's making like three point one five million a year and then bonuses, right? Yeah, he innings. signed an eight year contract for twenty four million dollar base. Wow. But but the incentives can be and they're pretty easy to reach, the incentives. Now last year they weren't really tied to him because they had all those other starting pitchers. So they basically put him in the bullpen, didn't let him make any of his money. Yikes. And he, he didn't make any bonuses. So he's got to be happy. He's coming here and, uh, you know, they'll they'll let him pitch as much as he can. I was going to you know? say, you think he's got a shot to start? <laughs> if he wants to make 33 starts here, it'll be just fine with them if he can do that. So, uh, so Pat, you've seen him on Dodgers games, and we know a little bit about him. And from what you've talked with people down there, where do you think he slots in, or is it too soon to tell ahead of spring training here? No, three, I would think. Okay. Uh, you know, because I think that the year starts with Brios and Odorizzi, one and two, uh, and now Odorizzi could pitch himself out of that if he returns to, you know, if he turns out, if he's the 2018 Jake instead of the 2019 Jake, but right. I don't, I think he's actually figured some things out, and uh but he's he's three. I mean, that's this is their three right now, and then uh, this is it's also an interesting year because they're kind of, you know, okay, we need starters until the middle of May, right? And then we get the big man back, and then yeah, maybe July first, then we get Rich Hill back. So they uh, they'll uh, like I think this Shashin Shashin uh, will uh, get a chance uh, if he pitches at all this spring. It's uh, what a million six guaranteed, and yeah. then another million if he makes the team or something. Okay, and uh, you know they they're not tied to the fact that just because somebody starts opening day, he's we we are going to lean on him all year because they got if you count Shashin, they got seven guys now. Right, so. and that's before you get into the tier of yeah Smeltzer and Dobnik and those guys. Yeah, too. Lewis Thorpe, your guy, uh, Aussie lefty. Doesn't this have to be it for him? You know, I saw that in your column. I, I he's got to no. I don't see think he has to make it and be in the rotation, but sure. he has to come up to the big leagues this year and throw the ball over the plate, and not be the guy that one. You know, you look down in Rochester and he pitches a one hit shutout and. Yeah. And he pitches a four hits, seven innings, and then he stinks for three games. He so, can't be that guy anymore. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of agree with you in the sense that it feels a lot like that for Fernando Romero too. It's just like yes. you're sort of forgotten if you don't pop in 2020. Um, and that's just how I view it, and I know how you view it, Pat. I kind of wonder how the brain trust thinks about that, or if they're just fine just stashing guys for as long as it takes, basically. Well, they're getting to the point where... 40-man uh, spots start to where, matter. Where Thorpe has got to be running out of options, too, right? He's uh, gotta, not think, this year. Yeah, but, I think he's uh, got one this year. Yeah, but, uh, you know, the, what, what I have discovered in sports, Manny might agree with me on this, in general, uh, by teams that run teams, guys that run teams, now, this this might not apply to Judd, but the the guys running teams and, and gals running teams generally are more patient than we are in the media. Yeah. <laughs> Just so, a little bit, yeah. You know, not Judd. Judd, oh, you know, he's a, he remains rational That's and right. doesn't reach to conclusions, doesn't jump to <laughs> conclusions. But uh, now Gerson, obviously was less patient than the media in yeah, this case yeah, when all of a sudden he traded his entire roster. I have no idea who plays for them anymore, by And the didn't way. he say he knew, Gerson knew, on May 1st that he needed to overhaul yeah. the roster? <laughs> That's yeah, even well, less patient than we thought. 
Well, and uh, yeah, he obviously, uh, you know, was uh, certainly uh, he was applauding himself even before they made twenty six threes. But anyway, uh, we'll, we'll talk about baseball here because there's sure, plenty to uh, plenty to talk here. Well, but, let me uh, say, Pat, that the trade that is revised because this is sort of the story coming into spring training. I don't think it's the biggest story, by the way, but it's the most recent story. The the Twins and Dodgers revisited this deal separately, and then the Red Sox and Dodgers figured out their own thing for Mookie Betts. But the, I, the Twins trade changes to Luke Rayleigh and their like basically their sixty seventh overall pick this year. And in and, return, uh, they I get didn't realize million. they'd also lost their third rounder because of Josh Donaldson, right? Yep. So uh, they uh, they are giving up two draft. They get their first two rounds, and then they miss two, but that's okay. You know what they basically said is a couple of years ago, they said, Sean Johnson in the scouting department, you guys are going to get us rich in the draft here, and then you're going to get bare bones for a couple of years. I hope that's okay. Well, uh, here's uh, here's my thought. The the What? Do we know what the payroll is now when you add Maeda and let's say he makes five or six, you know? Yeah, I'd have to go. What, what are you at? Because uh, what I heard was he's got bonuses. Rich Hill's got bonuses, right, if mm-hmm. he does anything because mm-hmm. he's getting a real low base. Yep. And uh, he gets his bonuses fist. And Donaldson has uh, $3 million a year in uh, incentives right. that can be reached fairly early. Uh, and basically, the ten million's there to cover the. <laughs> they got the ten million to cover all the bonuses. They hope they end up paying. You yeah, know, all the incentives. So yeah, and I don't. I don't have the total payroll number in front of me here as we go into spring training. But but I'm also kind of curious, Pat. I think that ten million might give them flexibility if they if they do feel like they need to add in July too. Oh yeah, yeah. There's uh, there's no doubt about that. If they need a bullpen arm or something, uh, uh, they'll they'll. They, I, I think they'd do it either way. But yeah, it was. Uh, you know, you saw cash and well, I suppose their theory was these guys are getting forty seven million from the Red Sox for taking price. They could give us a little piece of that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's basically what this turned out to be. And the reason the Maeda price uh, the trade still. The Red Sox still wanted to trade him is because they're getting price. So that, but that was the only connection as at the end that yep. of the two deals has turned out to be because because price is going to the Dodgers and they were willing, then they basically were willing and wanted to move Maeda too. So. Well, and there was some rumblings late last year that you know the Dodgers had used Maeda through the season and then flip him over to the bullpen that 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 was a sort a sore spot really for him because it's in his contract oh, yes. that if he hits these innings and starts. Yes. And so the Dodgers, like you said, they're basically taking money out of his pocket by moving him to the bullpen. And the, and the other thing is, and Manny, uh, you know this too, is we've had great success getting these players who came over from uh, Asia, right? Uh, Nishioka and Bunho and Bunho Park. And, uh, this yeah. guy's got a this guy's got a jinx to beat coming to the Twins. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, Who's the we... most successful Asian-produced player the Twins have had? For the Twins. Who was that? Uh, they had the Nakamura, but I think he was born in California, right? That kid who pitched about two months for him. Uh, well, I, I'm trying I to know. think. I mean, they haven't gotta, done well. It's got to be Park, right? Uh, he, you know, he was a superstar in Korea, came to the United States, and so he was better than Nishi, is what you're well, saying. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I mean, <laughs> very low bar set there. Well, I refer to 2011 through 14 as the Nishioka era of this team. So uh, <laughs> that's like much like Yankee fans refer to the uh, 
later 60s and early 70s as the Horace Clark era. Right. He was an all-star. Well, part, you know, though, that uh, 2000, I think it was 16, if I'm not mistaken, it's a, uh, no, 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 17 spring training, the first year under Falvey, it was a good indication of how much they value spring training because who was their best player that spring? Yes. It was Byung-Ho Park, and he I didn't make the roster. I remember the day they cut him, the Twins were, the clubhouse was just, absolutely stunned because it was right at the end of camp and they were they you could see him get called over and it looked like his dog had gotten run over by a semi you know he couldn't believe it and they went with uh 13 pitchers rather than bring him with them because they didn't i guess the bat speed they just didn't think he had bat speed and uh yeah their value the value they place on spring training is nearly non-existent. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. Now, pitching, pitching wise, Manny, I think maybe yes, sir. Well, I'm I'm trying to remember. Did Nishioka have a good spring that first year? Ah, uh, I wouldn't go that far. He was not. <laughs> well, you really had concerns about his arm playing when they, you know, he was first going to be a shortstop, but right, he plays yeah. Hardy, and uh, it wasn't good, and. Uh, you know, that's the famous Tom Kelly Dark Star story. Yep, I remember that. After yep. four days of workouts. Uh, Wait, I don't know that I've heard the Darky story. Oh, it's about Nishioka? Story. I love it. TK yeah. picks up Darky at the airport, and and they, I don't think they played a game yet. It was like <laughs> seven, eight, seven, eight days into workouts. And, I love the story so much. And, and Dark says, So, how's she going, Tom? I mean, how's the team look? He said, Yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Japanese kid can't play. Oh wow! <laughs> right away. <laughs> no, he wasn't manager, but he hasn't. Uh, right away. He, he has all he he got this from hitting ground balls. Oh wow! <laughs> you know, so yeah. And anyway, uh, I don't think this guy's this guy's been over long enough Might to is, uh, yeah. have established. He's, he's enough got of a track, track record there. And yeah. pitchers have done. Uh, pitchers have done much better than hitters. Uh, you know, Suzuki and Matsui and. And there's been a few hitters too that uh, have made it, and uh, now uh, now they hope to make it. But I, I, you know, I said this on Twitter this morning. I was just having this thought. This is a better team than last year. If Buxton plays way better than last year, and you know if he plays 130 games, but last year they had one four-game losing streak. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Last year they went 55 and 26 on the road. Those things are hard. I know all the home runs, and they're not going to hit as many home runs. You know, that's obvious. But those two numbers itself are very hard to replicate. Not many teams, no matter how great they are, don't lose six or seven in a row, right? Wow. Have a a winless week and have about three, have four or five four-game losing streaks. They had one. And you remember, too, wasn't it like two and a half or three months into the season before they, they had their had, first three-game losing streak. Yes, yeah, yeah. right. They, yeah. So I, <laughs> what I'm saying is it was an amazing level of consistency. Now, one thing that helped is every time you started going bad, you turned it, ran into either the Tigers or the Royals. Sure. But, uh, Still. You know, but although the Royals, they didn't have – they didn't kill the Royals. They, I think the record was okay, but they played competitive games with the Royals. But they – you always run into the Tigers. That helps. The other it? thing too, yeah. it helps is you know you'd be 
you'd lose two games in a row, and then it was just like easy money if you wanted to put put it on the Twins because they just come out and hit six home runs, and it's hard to lose yeah. when you hit six home runs in the same game. Well, I think same thing as last year, maybe even more so. If you run out mediocre pitching, they're going to beat it up. Oh, man. Yeah. yeah. So mean, it's, were, it's possible, Pat, that they're a better team this year, but maybe well, not win ninety. Yeah, if, if, uh, being healthy – uh, and only in winning 94 games, and I'm not saying they will because they might not be healthy and some things might not work out. Uh, but, you know, you know, 93, 94, that's fine. You don't have to win 101. Yeah. You know? Win the division. That's yeah, just that's, that's what you're really you trying do. to do. Who cares how yes. many games you and win? And you got to give these guys credit. They think they can win. That's why they push this trade. So Yeah, well, and every Twins fan would take – Trade eight wins in the regular season for eight in October and see where that gets you. <laughs> How about one? Yeah, well, right, right. Just, I just haven't won one since 2004. I think this team is the team to do it. I know I said that last year, so you're going to criticize me. But I think that this team, with the pitching that they've added, I mean, Rich Hill's the big if, but like this is a team that's – that's capable of representing the American League in the World Series. Oh, t- okay, t- go around the go around the diamond with me, fellas. Sure. Okay. Garver, All Star, being your All Star cat, being your catcher. Uh, one hundred and ten games instead of eighty-one. Sure. Mm-hmm. Is that going to work better than last year's platoon? Not necessarily. I did. Garver is not going to hit thirty-one. I don't think, or whatever it was. First base. You got Sano, uh, yeah, he'll be. That'll be that. Defensively, maybe, maybe not in the field, but that'll be an upgrade. Second base, Arise playing all year should be an upgrade. Yep. Mm-hmm. Polanco, he's probably not going to be better. Well, right? but, but healthy, he might be as good. Healthy he ankle could help him uh, save a few more runs defensively. Yeah. But that was a great yeah, season with the bat. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't pin my. Hopes for a great season on him saving runs. They just don't give a lot of them away. We're not talking world-class shortstop. Yeah, He's agreed. never going to be one. Agreed. Third base, upgrade. Big right? time. Yep. yep. Left field, I think Rosario is going to have a better year. You like Rosario, yeah. I like Rosario. Right field, Kepler won't be as good. You know, sure. he, he won't be as good. Okay. Nelson Cruz, DH, he won't be as good. Okay. Uh that's just my prediction. Byron Buxton and or J.K. Buxton will. If, it just if comes Buxton, down to how many games he plays. Yeah, right, if Pat? Buxton I mean, plays like he did last year, he was close to their best player, right? Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. So if he plays 130 like that, then okay. Even with however many guys that they had that had these fantastic seasons that probably can't replicate, having Buxton, they'll be better. So, well, if he, if he plays, but. What are the what is it? Fifty fifty? He might play. I mean, he's the, he's the ultimate wild card, right? Oh, he as is. far as the Absolutely. lineup, like it's just it for him. It's just you know the production's going to be there. It's just Byron. Can you give us one hundred and twenty five mm-hmm. games, guys? It feels like it's been that story for three years now, going you into know, spring training. You know, when the Chiefs didn't have Pat Mahomes, they had more Matt Moore. Mm-hmm. That was a significant upgrade downgrade. But when you go from Buxton to Jake Cave, that's yeah. that's worse. Notice it. <laughs> yeah. That's worse than going. Matt Moore is at least a solid backup NFL <laughs> yeah. quarterback. I but. mean, I don't even know if Cave makes the team. I, that's the one question I have: Lamont Wade or Jake Cave. But uh, I, I don't know. Which. And and you also, Pat, don't want to be in a situation where you have to put 
Max Kepler in center field. No, because that's no. that's not where he should be playing. No, Matt, no, he Max Kepler's a really good right fielder. He's he's not a guy you want playing in center no, field. He and, can and do fact, it in a pinch. But in fact, I start spring training saying, Kepler, you're the right fielder. I might slip you over to center field if Jake Cave turns an ankle or something. Mm-hmm. But who's ever going to be my backup outfielder has to be my backup center fielder. Yeah. Which, whoever it is, Cave, Lamont Wade, uh, who's more of a corner outfielder, one of the, you know, Gilberto Celestino, sure, somebody maybe. who can wow, there's somebody who, somebody who can catch the ball in center field yeah. uh, at a very high level when Buxton breaks his ankle. Right. <laughs> wow. I was going to say. Knocking on wood right now. <laughs> not enough in this studio. I was going to say the race I am just, just hoping that he doesn't start the season with his traditional run into the center field fence at Hammond Stadium. Against the Gophers. (laughs) (laughs) How many times has he not hit the fence the first week of spring training? Oh, it's a tradition (laughs) unlike any other. I think think he just does it to agitate us. I don't know. (laughs) The one last year, though, was really weird because it did not look like that much, right? But but then when you saw it on the replay, you could say, ooh, that hurt because it was a Basically a metal fence. I remember uh, Manny and I were watching one of the games together when he finally he goes and he crashes into that right center wall, and I said, "Ooh, he's not. He's going to wake up tomorrow and wish he hadn't done that." You know what's amazing, fellas? And I I often say this: like opening milk cartons, the traditional milk carton. We put a man on the moon, but. 50 years later, you still got to rip that damn thing off there, right? I mean, it's like it's like wrestling to get that thing to pop open. Okay. Yep. Uh, we put a man on the moon. Why have we not figured out fences in baseball? <laughs> Why have we not figured out fences in baseball? We still got guys running into chain link, and we got them running into metal, and we got them, you know, what? There's got to be something, right? Well, and, gotta... and Wrigley, is it still brick in Wrigley behind the yes. Ivy? Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, that's ridiculous. If you're there in April and May and the plants haven't bloomed yet, you got a chance to die. <laughs> Jeez, I was, I was wondering where that was going. I thought this <laughs> no, was going to be an automatic strike zone No, question. I want to know what the, oh, the hell with that. <laughs> Who cares? I like umpires missing strikes. It gives us something to bitch about. <laughs> but uh, but why you got to keep do... Angel Hernandez employed. Two great why segments we... a year. Why don't we do something? Why have we not? Why is someone not come up with the fence you can paint that is, you know, it's got some not going to hurt it. anybody, right? Well, we were joking with Judd Zolgad and I were joking on the Twins show last week on Score North, and, and he said, you know who could really help uh, Byron Buxton out? And I cut him off, and I said, Dave St. Peter, put a, you know, put in a springy <laughs> fence out there in center field. But actually, Pat, I thought about this a little bit from the perspective of Josh Donaldson as an on-field coach. Here's a guy who's dealt with injuries. He's been on top of the baseball world when he's healthy. He's had to learn over the course of his career as he gets into his 30s how to sort of preserve that body. So if Nelson mm-hmm. Cruz couldn't do it for you, maybe Josh Donaldson's another voice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Now he's got to, uh, you know, he's another guy that his problem is, like Molitor's one when he was younger, Pulling muscles, yep. basically, right? He yeah. pulls, pulls stuff. And 17 and 18 the, were bad You can look him. at that body and see see where those come from. Sure. But, 
the thing about Molly is when he stayed healthy, he became a DH. He stopped playing on the field, and yeah. you're going to ask mm-hmm. this guy to play third base 140 games. Yeah, so. that's right. So I got a hunch, though, uh, our guy uh, uh, Adrianza will uh, will uh, play at least once a week at third base, don't you think? Oh, yeah. I oh, try yeah. to mix yeah. him everywhere. To, with, with this guy. so Give give Polanco a little more of a blow at shortstop every once in a while, if you can afford it. And yeah, I they think must they like him because they actually brought him. I mean, with all the infielders they have uh, floating around, they brought, him, they brought him back. Yeah, sort of that Marwin Gonzalez rover role. Uh, what's going to be interesting is Polanco and Arise. They have spent the entire winter down here. Is that right? The, ben- mm. the Venezuelan guys don't go home anymore. You okay. know, I mean, sure. Bruzdar, Bruzdar was the third workout guy with them virtually all winter. And Polanco doesn't, you know, he sticks around because family reasons. He must have a home here or something. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and but Arise and Polanco here, Every day together for, wow. since the middle of October wow. or the, and early November, that that's got to help some, doesn't I think so. it? Well, I mean, and that's your and that's your new double play combination, right there. That's right. And uh, ankle rehab is a son of a gun, and they both kind of went through it this winter. So we'll see if they can both stay healthy and come even close to what they did with the bats last year. Wow. Yeah, a lot of talk about Arise's leadoff. I don't know if they'll do that right off the bat. Do you? Um, it's tough because Kepler was so good there. Garver was so good against lefties. I wouldn't. I think Polanco could hit there too, and uh, and uh, you know then you can have Buxton hit in eighth and Arise hit in ninth. Okay, yeah. I can down see at it. the bottom of the order. I can see that, and then you flip it on over and. You know, you can back. What what they're going to have to do, though, is as we've talked about this before, that either Kepler or Rosario is going to have to hit between Cruz and Snow. You can't have. Uh, I mean, hit between righty, Donaldson. Righty. You can't between Donaldson and Cruz. I mean, so you're going to have to have a lefty hitting between Donaldson and Cruz, somewhere in there because you can't have three guys who strike out 150 times coming up, right-handed hitters coming up, back to back to back. Let so. Kepler hit third. I kind of like the way that shakes out. Donaldson hit second, Kepler yeah, third. I don't know if I want Sinone. Well, and then Rosario fifth and, and uh, Sano sixth. Yeah. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if wow. they started the season with the uh, – I got a hunch they're going to have Donaldson hit second, Cruz hit third, though. Because okay. they like to yeah. – they like to have. They like to look at the scoreboard after one inning and have that two down there and <laughs> right. have that two under their column. And, and who I could blame them? I can't blame them for that. That's that, a good way to uh, – that's a good way to start. Good formula for opening a game. Pat, we got to hit a break here. Um, we'll come back. I, I kind of want to talk about the Red Sox side of this trade because <laughs> I think this makes them look like dummies, and it's not a good start for the new front office. We'll talk about that and also some developments with Jose Barrios on the pitching staff. Uh, that's next on a Score North Twin Show, Racy on Baseball. Patrick Racy, Derek Wetmore, and Manny Hill. Planning for a secure future requires sound investment advice. That's why I rely on my guy, Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, for guidance in planning and maintaining a long-term financial strategy. This is Ricey, and I've known Josh for many years. I trust Josh and recommend him because he listens and delivers the kind of service that you'll need to feel confident about your financial future. I encourage you to get to know him the same way I did many years ago. Call Josh Arnold at 952 
952-925-5608 and set up your 48-minute no-obligation consultation. Call 952-925-5608. You'll always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. Call Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold at 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Planning to buy a new boat this year? Glenn Perkins here for my friends at Nelson Marine. The Nelson Marine difference is about customer service and a knowledgeable team of sales and service pros. Two large showrooms filled with an impressive inventory of the best brands in the business. London Crestliner Fishing Boats, South Bay Pontoons, powered by Yamaha, Suzuki, Mercury, and Evinrude. Nelson Marine has been creating happy customers for 75 years. Visit their showroom on Highway 61 in White Bear Lake online at nelsonmarine.biz. Welcome back. Score North Twin Show, Roycey on baseball. Patrick Roycey on the line from Fort Myers, Florida, his advanced scouting role. And uh, Manny Hill, Derek. It's Whitmore almost here. over. I'm going to have company here. It's not really advanced scouting anymore. I suppose it's just scouting as of Tuesday That's afternoon. Right. That's right. And uh, <laughs> as, I, as I just said on Twitter, uh, you know, yesterday, Dustin Morris proudly announced the press box was, uh, press box was open on Hammond Stadium. But we haven't had the real question solved. What's that? Will we have salted-in-the-shell peanuts in the press box during games this year Oh, that's the big not? one. That's the big one, because yeah. Because I think last year, didn't they hook them? They weren't there every day like they used to be, right? Despite my bitter complaints. So, um, <laughs> you know, that'll get you through an exhibition game, a nice bag of peanuts. But I don't think the cleaning crew likes having them around. So. Oh, see, well, you just gotta you gotta treat them a little bit nicer. Maybe well, clean up the I own. Put them shells. on the counter and try to get them in the cup just as best I can. Sounds like you did your part. Yes, um, that's true. Hey, I want to talk about Jose Barrios because I think the three of us here see him as the likely opening day starter for the Twins. Yep. How much do you think it matters, Pat, that they went to arbitration with him and uh, quote unquote defeated Barrios? They're going to pay them his price instead of his suggested four point four million. I think it's like. Maybe it, it it will either be enlightenment for Jose to hey maybe I got to get better, to uh, but I thought last year he was worried about money, and this is certainly not going to decrease his worry about money. I didn't you think that? Remember that he sent that tweet tweet out when they, which pitcher did they get rid of? And he yeah. said this shows. He, and then he pulled it, but it was like... You know what? I think it was like a Ryan Harper. No, not Ryan Harper. Um, uh, was it Hal Hilden? Mike, I, Mike Morin? Is it when he got... Yeah, uh, Mike Morin. They DFA'd right. him, yeah. and, and then that, instead of just that, cutting him for nothing. I, his, to me, his problem is he can't rally from being bad. In other words, if he has a bad game, it becomes three. Yeah. You know, three... It, it, he frets. He's a high-strung kid. He frets, and when it's not going good... It doesn't go good for three or four games, and then he he sort of bottoms out and then comes back and, and pitches real well. Now, it's been the last, what, two months of the year that that, that has occurred, but last year it was more uh, he just had a couple of little runs of, of three, four bad starts. I don't know. Some guys, uh, you know, it's, what, 400,000? Yeah, so there, thereabouts. Yeah, he just – I think it probably makes it less likely that uh, that they're going to – someday be able to call him in and make a four-year deal but i i think they want to see more of him too don't you yeah I, before they pay him whatever it takes you know yeah i mean especially if whatever it takes is significantly more than than what i thought it was going to be mm -hmm. coming into this year i look at his 
and and I want to talk about him, not other guys, but you know his contract comparables in my eyes were Aaron Nola, Luis Severino. And those are guys that got four years, forty million, forty-five yeah. million. Yeah. Well, you he know. wouldn't take that. Now, I, though, yeah, I was going to say if I'm the Twins, I'd take that. I don't need to see more. No, no, I no, I'd give him that. Right, but, right. <laughs> uh, but I don't. I got a hunch that I don't even know who his agent is. But uh, uh, yeah, I I don't know. He's. Uh, you know he's a competitor. He stays in great shape. He does all that, but he gets uh, he's 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 a wired up kid. He's not uh, he doesn't uh, he doesn't have calmness that a lot of great pitchers have. And you'd yeah. like to see him you'd like to see him mature a little more emotionally. But it, uh, have you seen Jose down there in your advanced scouting role this year, Pat? I have not seen him. Okay, no. I, I only ask it. because in years past, remember the joke around the clubhouse was teasing him in a friendly way. You don't have to throw your first bullpen of the winter on Thanksgiving Day. Yes, but he did uh, a lot of that too. And the, the man, remember, don't we get the, uh, don't we get the hometown pushing trucks and stuff? I don't think we got as much of that on Instagram. That's this year, that's did we? what I'm asking. Is if maybe he calmed down a little bit in his off-season football NFL combine workouts and is just <laughs> gearing himself up for spring training. It's an inter- He's an interesting cat. That's for sure. He's, uh, you know, he's. Uh, you know, it's there. It's there was a while there, what when he started throwing some changeups early in the year and was getting people out. He looked like a right-handed Johan. I love his changeup. About month, yeah. but then, then all of a sudden it d- doesn't look like that. And I think that you know, Johan had the uh, what he had for him was he he had complete confidence in himself. And I'm not sure Jose does. Uh, Johan was Johan knew that he was great, and uh, Jose has not has not he has doubts. I think mm. that that's just my read of him. He has doubts. I think it comes in waves too. You know, we we both like the fast both fastballs really. Um, when they're at their best, he's got the four seamer, he's got the two seamer, he's got the changeup that runs, and he's got that nasty breaking ball. I guess I've never seen him for extended stretches all at the same time with with burritos. Yeah, and there aren't many pitchers who have all four of them. Right, Garrett Garrett Cole last year. Right, uh, right. That doesn't end. Big, big, strong guy, and uh, you know he's. uh, I wouldn't think it'd be a bad thing to uh, to uh, have him pitch on the sixth day more often. Okay. To to, you know, I I would think with that frame you might. You might, uh, you know, the schedule's crowded at the start again this year. It is, so it's, yeah. It's hard that. to give them that extra day. But I, in the summer, when I get all those starters, and if everybody's healthy, I might, uh, I might, I might do that one month of a six-man rotation. Now that you have thirteen pitchers, okay. So I don't, I don't know. Lessen the workload on yes, some of those guys. Say, right. so, hey, let's uh, get back to the trade. I understand my guy Hein Bloom, who. Uh, Last year, I went up to Tropicana Field in late January. They were having a little workout there, and I went, how do the Rays do it? I wanted to do a piece on how the hell they do it, and Haim came down and talked to me for about 30, 40 minutes down in the dugout. Really good guy, but, uh, you know, Yale graduate, the... Uh, he uses some of those. He uses collaborative almost as much as Falvey did, but not, <laughs> not, not, not quite as much as Falvey used to use it, but... Uh, uh, they said, I heard secondhand now, that even Friedman, his guy who was, you know, he worked for Friedman with Tampa Bay, the Dodgers, uh, the guy running baseball for the Dodgers. Yeah. 
couldn't. I mean, he'd go two days in this whole thing and not answer phone calls, not respond to phone calls. No kidding. And everybody had a hard time. He was very frustrating for people. And I think maybe his strategy was, I need, I'm not going to do the trade. This guy's Gratterall. We don't, we thought we were getting a starting pitcher after seeing his medicals. We don't think he is. And I think his strategy was, until you call me up and tell me you're going to make the deal I want to make, I'm not going to call you back. I, I don't know. That's just my guess. I got to say, Pat, the way this all ended up shaking out, it just makes the Red Sox look so bad to me. And, well, I mean, you got you had to fire your extremely competent and popular manager, and now you trade Mookie? Yeah, good luck. Wow. You know, now you trade Mookie? I suppose they figure they're going to take their lumps all at one time, right? And, wow. You know, they're going to lose probably 250,000 in attendance because they had, you know, nothing but sellouts. They're going to, the people are mad at them. And, uh, but I guess they're taking their lumps. Here's the deal. I just was uh, communicating with a friend of mine who covers the Red Sox, Pete Abraham. Mm. They're not going to name a manager until the results of the investigation are complete. Now that should happen sometime this week. But it's looking like they're going to start workouts Wednesday without an official manager. Well, and is Ron Renicky there, right? He's is he was he the bench coach or what? Yes, I think what it is is they got the third base coach Carlos Feebles, who they like to like a lot. Fable, not Feebles, is probably Fabla or something, right? You know, he's a Hispanic guy. Okay. And and Renicky, and obviously one of those guys is going to be the manager. I'd guess Renicky, but they want to make sure both of them were around last year, and they want to make sure neither of them is mentioned in the report. I would guess. Mm. So oh, okay. okay, yeah, that makes some sense. That, that would be my guess, but I I can't recall a team starting a season without a manager. Now there was the famous case with the Phillies in 1960, I believe it was, when G. Mock was the Philly the the. Uh, the Red Sox were the tw- with a affiliate for the Twins in, uh, I mean, the wa- affiliate for the Boston Red Sox. The Millers, the Millers last year in in Met Stadium okay. in American Association. They were Red Sox farm club, and Mock was the manager. And the Phillies <laughs> were bad in 1959. And they they got their ass kicked on opening day, and the manager quit. <laughs> Eddie Sawyer, Eddie Sawyer was the manager, and he quit. So Mock got hired. Mock got you know, like before the Miller season, like two days before the season started, they hired Mock to replace the guy who quit on wow. opening day. And what year was this? Fifty nine. Sixty, I believe. Nineteen sixty. Sixty, because I think Mock was uh, Mock was going to manage him their last year, and before the Twins came to town. We didn't know the twins were coming to town yet, but uh, but uh, yeah, the guy quit on opening day, and Mock took the job, and you know, four years later, he had him in position to blow the pennant. So, uh, and famously in '64, yeah, but, uh, opportunist. But yeah, so uh, the Red Sox, the goofiest managerial situation to start a season that I could compare this to would be Eddie Sawyer quitting on opening day. Well, you wrote I this. I got to think they're going with Renicky though. Don't okay. you? Because yeah, he's done safe. it before. He's done it before, yeah. You know, Dusty Baker is safe and in some ways. And he's boring for... enough to not have been cheating. That's exactly you? right. <laughs> yes. Dusty Baker is boring in some ways for Houston. Ron Renicky would be that for, Did for you, Boston. Have you ever covered Dusty? I have not. Okay. 
He's perfect, though. He's perfect for that job. 70 years old, does things in a professional manner. Uh, now they come down and try to present him with a lineup before the game. He might rip it up and throw them at him. And, <laughs> and, and, he, and he's not the master of a bullpen, right? But I think with the you can hire uh, a guy for that. I, plus, I think with the th- facing three pitchers, facing three hitters, the the bullpen goofballs are going to be a little more restricted, don't you think? I mean, they can't, you know, Terry Francono can't change pitcher five times in an inning anymore. So I think Dusty's perfect for it. You know, he doesn't have – they can ask him about it, and he can say, nah, I don't know anything about it. What the heck? Right. Let's play ball. From that I perspective. Got a good, I got a good club here. Let's go. Do you see the A.J. Hinch interview or read the Washington uh, – yeah, I read the uh, report I did. It sounded like – I watched uh, the, or the I Wall thought Street. it was pretty impressive. Yeah. I, the yeah. I read. Right. And I, 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 I should have stopped it, and I didn't. I watched it, and I thought – you want to believe him, but there's also this element of your brain that says you can't give him the benefit of the doubt. Like, what's he going to say right now? Flip side, he didn't have to do that interview right now, so no. I like that he did. The Wall Street Journal report looks pretty bad for that organization right now, though, too, Pat. Oh, God. they're uh, but, uh, it's, Well, they, you know, fire scouts, they get, I mean, they're, that's why Dusty's such an interesting hire. But the GM is interesting that they obviously are not going to change their analytical ways, their devotion no. for their analytical ways, because the guy they hired was the number th- had been the number three guy at Tampa mm-hmm. and is a, what, baseball prospectus guy, didn't we say? An alum, so, yeah. So, anyway, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, well, they're the Patriots, aren't they? They are. They really yeah. are of Major League Baseball. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, I wonder how much we're going to lump the Red Sox in with it. What will history look back and say? Was this an Astros deal, or is it you know a wider well, scope? Well, the Astros, all the reports are that the Red Sox aren't going to get stepped on nearly as badly. In fact, Cora got fired for his intimate involvement in the Houston thing, yes. not for what he did with the Red Sox. Yes, I don't right. Think. Yep. Do you? No, I mean, I mean, he, I mean, he was like, he was. He was like, as we, we talked about it last week, Manny, and, uh, you know, that we said basically it looks like Cora said, well, you boys want to cheat. If you want to, if we're going to cheat, let's cheat <laughs> right. The right. Do it way. the right way. <laughs> let's do this. <laughs> at least be good at it. So anyway. But, I don't know. Uh, but the you one... know, the Astros used to be the Colt 45s, right? Yeah. And they yep, had the greatest right. logo ever. Yep. The smoking, the old Western pistol hmm. with the smoke coming out of it, which probably would not work I don't think in America play. today. No, not in 2020. But I loved it. I loved that logo and their colors and the whole thing. And then there are the Astros, and, you know, we got the star, and we got all that other stuff. Maybe we can have a garbage can as our new logo. <laughs> what do you think? Just a, kind of a spruced-up garbage can. You know, uh, if they had a sense of humor, Pat, they'd do it, but I worry if uh, – Oh, we... there'll be some garbage can T-shirts at the ballpark. No sure. question. The Houston yeah. Trash Rows and all the like. Uh, oh, yeah. It's it's concerning if this goes a step further and there's ever any evidence that they did use buzzers or electric bandages. Mm-hmm. Those would be a little bit more creative yeah, yeah. logo. Uh, was Bregman supposed to be the uh, number one uh, guy? Uh, in terms of buzzers? Well, the, buzzers the whole stuff. deal is, you know, everyone seems to think that Jose Altuve, when he hit that walk-off mm-hmm. in the World Series, uh, Got there's the speculation that he was wearing a piece, yeah. 
Well, we want you to uh, lead the interview with Marwin uh, when he shows up here. You I can, will do my duty, you yes. Can, uh, yeah. You can quiz Mar- Marwin, who's going to... You know what, Pat? Let's cooperative draw... guy that he is. Let's draw straws. To... Marwin, did you know what was coming when you hit the biggest home run in Astros history? Wow. Just start it right off. That's, <laughs> well, that's he... like... That's, you, you can be the... Uh, like my old friend Stevie Pate from the... Dallas Morning News a hundred years ago when Bobby Bonds, not Barry Bonds, showed up with the Rangers and he was supposed to go out and he got traded to the Rangers and he was supposed to do a hundred inch feature on him and his mm-hmm. first question was, or first statement was, Bobby, they say you got a drinking problem. <laughs> oh, goodness gracious. End no. of interview. Where are you going to get your... So uh... you got to say, Marlon, that home run you hit. Yeah. Did you know what was coming? <laughs> Pat, I, you know, I'd be happy to start out with that one, but I'm worried he'd be ready for the fastball. Yeah, yeah right, right. Anyway, so uh, it would be, uh, you know, it's going to be, I don't know, this I, thing. Pat, is, I think it's a I wonder deal. how Houston's going to respond. I, think I wonder how the fans are going to respond. I know you don't think it's as big of a deal in the Twins clubhouse, but now he's got two teammates that were former Dodgers on that 2017 team. I, I think this is going to be a big issue in spring training. Well, yeah, but, uh, you know, that I, I don't think so. I don't see it. I don't see it. Yeah, we fought you about know. that last week. Baseball, they're not, you know, distractions, think- as I told you. Uh, the the most overdone angle in sports is distractions in uh, you know oh well it'd be a distraction yeah well you know i no cuz most of them are worried about themselves so hmm. i don't know we'll i see. don't know the dodgers dave roberts got what he deserved he managed like an idiot so uh, <laughs> you know that's, yeah. that's as a closet theory. dodger fan i can't i can't disagree with that <laughs> by the way and and who can feel sorry for the dodgers who just got mookie bets for right. nothing right, right. Yeah. for nothing they got the second best player in baseball for nothing yeah. why did they cancel the jack peterson to the angels the trade? rumors um published rumors are that uh, angels ownership Artie moreno didn't like the fact that it was hanging in the air for so long so he called oh, it so off so back to, oh, okay yeah. all right we'll see so now they're going to – somebody wants Jack, they can come and get him. There you they go. Got, they got too many outfielders, that's for sure. Pat, we're running up on the end of the show, but the non-roster invites are here for spring training. I want you to tell me somebody off that list that's going to make the opening day roster. Oh, Shashin will be uh, one of their starters, Okay, I, I think. And uh, I know who I'm interested in seeing when he gets here. Caleb Thielbar, Thielbar. lefty. Yeah, that's right. They don't have many lefties, and supposedly he's throwing 95. Wow. So – what have we found in the ran- in the water in Randolph, Minnesota, that he's throwing 95? <laughs> That's what I want to know. From uh, Augustana pitching coach to the Twins bullpen. That would be fantastic. They must have great. given him quite a raise to give up that job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you they're uh, – I bet you they uh, – the meal money is extremely generous mm. when you're the pitching coach for the August Vikings. We always joke about the opening day roster, but I think I'm going to do a piece this spring, Pat, not about the who are the 13 pitchers to make the staff on opening day, but who are the 32 that are going to pitch for the Twins this yeah, year. That's, uh, that's, they always go deep. some of them that you won't see. As we discovered last year, yes. some of them you won't even see. I won't get them I, right. At I the can major tell you that. league diamond. Because <laughs> yeah. last year they had about five guys that ended up pitching who never got across the parking lot. Yeah, right? it's amazing the depth <laughs> yes. they dig into in the summer. So, Pat, that'll do it for our last spring training preview. Manny. 
Come on down and join us. Yes. I would love to. Standing invite. Yes. I would love to. Maybe I'll find my way down there. We'll That's see. That's right. They're, uh, you know, uh, just stay off those uh, Delta flights that go through tornadoes. We almost lost the Gopher soccer uh, softball team on Thursday night. Oh, I no. Guess was, I guess it was something. It was going up and down and all around. And Yikes. they ended up they ended up heading for Tampa. They ended up landing in Melbourne, Florida. Oofta. Right next wow. to the space shuttle. Wow. So Jace. Anyway. Well uh, All right, Jets. See you tomorrow, Derek. Yep, Pat, and we'll talk to you next week. We'll be in person. And all right, for, Manny. All right, sir. For Patrick Roycey and Manny Hill, I'm Derek Wetmore. This has been a Score North Twin Show, Roycey on Baseball. If you missed any part of the show or want to listen back, you can find us, the Score North Twin Show, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite Twins podcasts. We'll talk to you next week from the home of Twins Spring Training, Fort Myers, Florida.